Welcome to the Retirement Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Greg Gonzalez. My goal for the podcast is to help you live a better life in retirement by giving you the tools and information you need in a language that you can understand. People ask me all the time, who are you and why do you do your podcast? Well, I'm Greg Gonzalez. I'm a financial advisor in St. Louis, Missouri. I have clients in almost 20 different states. I host this podcast because I'm trying to give people out there some wisdom, some knowledge that can help them with their own retirement planning, their own investment planning, whatever it might be, because I see so many people making mistakes and making errors. And a lot of the things that I see are pretty simple. It's kind of like if you took your car to a mechanic, a mechanic's going to find some things that you could fix or you could replace and your car would run a lot better. It's kind of like maybe you had low tire pressure. Maybe some of your filters need to be replaced. Maybe you were just running low on oil. Those things will stick out to a mechanic because he or she looks at cars every single day. It's kind of like what I do for a living. I look at people's retirement plans, financial plans, and what they have set up, and I find gaps all the time. But things like that, when you look at it every single day, they start to stick out to you. So over the podcast, I hope to kind of uncover some of those and hopefully the folks out there can make the adjustments and they'll have better outcomes. That's my hope anyway. And for all the people out there that are listening and are wanting either a second opinion or maybe they want to ask questions that they might have, they can, of course, visit our website, which is retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. That's retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. At the very bottom of the website, it'll say, ask Greg a question. You can hit submit, and I promise I'll get back with you. And I might even use your question on a future episode of the podcast. While you're on the website, check out my retirement secret sauce, which is under the resource section, as well as my couple's guide to a dream retirement. You definitely want to check that out. Both of those resources are absolutely free. So check them out, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. And I'd love to hear your comments or suggestions. Now, this episode of the podcast was thought of as a result of a phone conversation that I had with a person that was nearing retirement, and they were starting to think about what their taxes might look like in retirement. Are they going to be lower? Are they going to be higher? And what things could they do? What strategies could they implement now and in retirement to keep their tax bill lower? It is certainly a loaded question because there's all kinds of different strategies that you can use as you plan from a tax perspective, not only for this tax year, but future tax years as well. So that's what we're going to talk about on this episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast is how you get your taxes lower in retirement. So let's jump right in. Well, believe me, there are a ton of ways to save money on income taxes, not only this year, but in future years as well. You just have to have a forward-looking strategy. And that's what I try to do for all my clients that I work with, but everybody's situation is so different. But I'm gonna give a few scenarios and you can kind of get an idea of how we're doing tax planning with the intention of saving people a lot of income tax dollars so their money lasts longer. And you can be very, very strategic 
about your tax planning by making smart choices at specific times. But you also have to understand, or with the help of your financial planner, you have to have an idea of how the tax rules work. For example, let's talk about Social Security. Social Security retirement income that you receive, you know, you get your monthly check, and depending on your taxable income, your provisional income, that will determine how much of your Social Security is subject to federal income taxes. So the way the rules work now is even the high, high income earners that are receiving Social Security income, 15% of their Social Security is tax-free. They would only pay federal income taxes on 85% of their benefit. Meanwhile, there are other people out there, and some of our clients, for example, that only pay taxes on 50% of their Social Security income. Now, their provisional income is a lot, lot lower, and therefore only half of their Social Security income is taxed. So certainly when you claim your Social Security benefit, that decision alone can change your tax planning in retirement. So for a lot of people, they will claim at certain times strategically, knowing that not all of their Social Security income is going to be taxed at the federal level, whereas if they drew out of their 401k or maybe a traditional IRA, all of that would be subject to federal income taxes. And what about state income taxes? For the majority of states out there, they do not tax your Social Security income. Illinois is one. They do not tax people's Social Security retirement income. However, the state that I live in, the state of Missouri, is one of the very few states that may, depending on your income, tax your Social Security income. So how do we get around this? How do we keep a couple's, let's call it a 66-year-old retired couple's Social Security from being taxed from the state of Missouri? Well, we would have to keep their income under $100,000. That just gives you an idea of kind of the some of the planning that you can do Hey, if we know the state of Missouri is going to tax people on their Social Security income, if their income is above $100,000, well, guess what? We're going to try to keep people in the high 90s or lower if we can. So that's just a very specific example I know in regards to residents of the state of Missouri. But if you happen to be retiring here, well, you might be subject to those kind of taxes on your Social Security. In a future podcast, I'm going to do an episode on the most tax-friendly states to retire to. Missouri is a very tax-heavy state. It's not the greatest state you would want to retire to. However, the cost of living here is very, very reasonable. I read an article years and years ago, I think it was USA Today, where St. Louis, if you can handle all the crime that we have that we're known for, St. Louis is actually one of the lowest metro areas in the country as far as cost of living is concerned. Very, very reasonable cost of living here in St. Louis, Missouri. I wanna go into another strategy, and this is specific to a client that was retiring to Florida. A lot of people are snowbirds, and kind of the way it works is, if you plan on living down in Florida more than six months out of the year, six out of 12 months, well, guess what? You're gonna be a Florida resident. So I have a few different couples that have retired down to Florida. Guess what? They became Florida residents or their plan maybe is to become Florida residents. I have a couple couples that are not yet retired and they wanted to do Roth conversions. 
Well, guess what? When you do Roth conversions, you're still a resident of Missouri. Or what about California? California has a very high state income tax. Imagine you were living in California, you wanted to retire to Florida that has no state income tax. Why would you do Roth conversions now paying these state income taxes in California, Missouri, or wherever you're from? Wouldn't it make a lot more sense to wait until you retire in Florida or you become a Florida resident subject to Florida, no state income taxes, to then do your Roth conversions? At that point, you would still be paying federal income taxes on the conversion, or you may, depending on your income, but you would not pay any state income taxes in Florida because now you're a resident there because they don't have any state income taxes. So that's a plan that we have for a lot of our clients is to do those Roth conversions maybe when they retire to Texas or Florida, states without a state income tax. I actually reviewed a Roth conversion strategy, some recommendations for a client that was going to retire to Florida in three years. And it was proposed by a CPA, the client CPA. And I kind of had a conference call with the client and the client CPA. And I questioned this. Why would you do Roth conversions now paying state income taxes before you end up in Florida where there's no state income taxes? And the CPA kind of just got silent and said, well, Admittedly, I didn't know that they were going to move to Florida and retire in Florida. My recommendations would have been completely different. So you have to think about if you're going to stay in the same area when you retire, or are you going to move away? Maybe be a snowbird. Maybe you want to move to Arizona, Texas, Florida, somewhere with nicer weather. You have to think, what is the tax environment in the state in which I'm planning to move? A lot of people like Texas and Florida because they're two particular states that have no state income tax. But really, I think people retire down to Florida and Texas because the weather's so nice. It's People aren't going down there because of the fact that there's no state income tax. I mean, that's just kind of a benefit of those particular states. So I think it's the weather and really the beauty of those two states and what they have to offer. So what I'm trying to get at is you have to take into account where you're going to end up, where you're going to be living. If So if in retirement you're planning on moving to Texas or Florida, that should go into your overall strategy as well because it's a different tax environment in those particular states. If you're staying put, well, that should go into your planning as well. So when we're planning for taxes overall for someone's retirement income, how do we have the most tax-efficient retirement income? We talked about Social Security. When you claim your Social Security is going to impact your tax bill. So you can be very strategic there. We also talked about if you plan on retiring and moving to a more tax-friendly state, that should definitely go into your planning. Another factor you want to look at is how much income or wages, earnings are you going to have in retirement? Are you going to be working part-time? Are you going to be doing some consulting? What does that look like? So certainly how much you work can play a role in how much taxes you pay in retirement. So we might suggest or recommend that you only work a certain amount to keep your income below a certain threshold. Another thing to consider is pension income. If you claim a monthly pension or an annuity through your employer's pension, maybe it's an old employer's pension, well, guess what? That's, for most people, taxable income that you're going to have to report on your taxes. That's a given. So a lot of people like doing the lump sum 
some option because it gives them more flexibility. It's not guaranteed taxable income, also aka a pension. If you were to take the lump sum, roll that into a 401k or IRA, guess what? You don't have to take withdrawals on that money that would be taxable until you reach age 72. So that gives you more flexibility from a tax standpoint if you don't take the annuity option on your pension. I have other clients that don't have that lump sum option, and let's say they're retired at 60 or 62, their pension doesn't kick in until 65. AT&T comes to mind that's a pension like that, where it doesn't kick in until age 65. So some of these clients are doing Roth conversions really heavily before that pension income kicks in at 65, because they're in a lower income tax environment for these few years until the pension kicks in. So you can really manipulate the taxable income that you have in retirement, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. You can really utilize all of the tax advantages that are out there, utilizing a Roth IRA, maybe it's Roth conversions, We even have clients taking advantage of the low rate on capital gains right now, and that's the current tax rates that are in place right now. I know there's been a lot of talk of the Biden administration and their plan to raise these capital gains rates, especially on the high income earners. So you got to look at, does it make sense to maybe harvest some of those capital gains or maybe capital losses if you have any of those? Because for many people, they can harvest capital gains and pay 0% tax on that capital gain. So capital gains, maybe it's a brokerage account, a non-retirement account that you have, like a trust account, where you can harvest some of those capital gains, pay very, very little long-term capital gains taxes, and maybe hold off on taking distributions from an IRA or a 401k at that same time, and that will get your overall tax bill down. It might be utilizing something as simple as a 529 plan if you have money that is set aside for your grandchildren's college education. Many states allow a state income tax deduction on 529 contributions, and then the money that's in there in the 529 grows tax-free as long as it's used eventually for children, grandchildren, or blood relatives, qualified educational expenses in the future. So you kind of have to put everything out on the table all the resources, and we like to put them into buckets. We believe in the bucket strategy, or I do personally. So one bucket may be 401k. Another bucket may be a pension that you have. Another bucket may be your Roth IRA. Another bucket is your trust account or brokerage account that's non-retirement with built-up capital gains. And you put all those buckets out on the table and you have to come up with a forward-looking tax strategy. Okay, how do we make the most of 2021 given the tax environment we're in? What about 2022? What should we be doing? Is it Roth conversions? Is it delaying Social Security one more year? And then you look at the next year. What about 2023? How's that going to look? At that point, well, Social Security has kicked in. So now we're taking less maybe from a 401k or an IRA. The idea here is you want to map out year by year what your strategy is going to be for that year. You have to think ahead. For example, you might say, okay, in 2023, we're going to move to Florida and we're going to start our Roth conversions for this exact dollar amount. 
other people might be gifting a really, really appreciated assets like stock to maybe a charity or church of their choice. There's other people out there that will set up donor advised funds. Those are very, very popular nowadays. You might be contributing to a donor advised fund every other year or something like that. So that will go into your overall tax plan. So as you're planning your retirement income strategy, it should really, really focus heavily on the tax aspect of it. Yes, you're going to need X amount of dollars to live every month, live the way you dream in retirement, but really you want to make sure you're doing so in the most tax efficient way possible. And I'm so sick of people out there saying, you don't pay your fair share. Believe me, I pay my fair share, you pay your fair share. But in my opinion, it just doesn't make sense to pay excess taxes when you don't have to by building in a little planning. I hope this episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast has been helpful. Please visit my website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. I'm Greg Gonzalez, and remember, always dream big. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, please consult your attorney, tax advisor, or financial advisor prior to investing. This is a hypothetical example and is not representative of any specific investment. Your results may vary. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices mentioned are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. The SmartVestor program is a directory of investment professionals. Neither Dave Ramsey nor SmartVestor are affiliates of St. Louis Retirement Advisors or LPL Financial. There is no guarantee that a diversified portfolio will enhance overall returns or outperform a non-diversified portfolio. Diversification does not protect against market risk. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, Memra FINRA, SIPC.